Basically, the City Limits podcast is going to be a place for creators and artists of all types, all walks of life, all levels of experience to have a voice and explain to people in the community what it is they do, who they are, why they do what they do, and what inspires them. Don't give up, don't give in. You've come too far to quit. This city, this city will push you to your limits. Don't give up. I'm actually going to sit up just because I feel cool. Yeah, cool. We're rolling. All right. Um, how do I start the intro? I don't know. This is like, because I'm going to do an episode myself on uh, about the pot, like explaining what it is. Yeah, yeah. So I think this is welcome to episode two of the City Limits podcast. This will be the first interview that I put out. I wanted to do it with somebody I knew. I feel honored. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, um, I think it makes it easy to, um, like I said, do it with somebody I know because it's like easier conversation for me. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said in the first episode, which technically I haven't recorded yet, so <laughs> it's weird to talk like I've already done that. But in the first episode, I mentioned that... Um, this podcast will probably be like photographer, videographer heavy for the first couple episodes because yeah. that's really the only people I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a couple people that I want to reach out to. Like, um, there's a couple graphic designers and a couple painters that I follow that I think are super cool. And I don't know, I want to have them on and be able to have them like tell their story, you know? Yeah. So, um, I'm here with Relly Moore. That's how you say your last name, right? M O R E R. Yes, really more. A lot of people say more, but it's more. Like, more. Yeah. It, if you say it wrong, it's it's not the end of the world. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I don't it's know. Probably hard to understand on here. Anyway, um, you are a freelance videographer yes. in the Raleigh area. Yeah. How long have you been doing freelance stuff? Um, uh, like altogether, probably almost two years, two like full time. Um, I mean, I, I worked at a news station before that, and even while I was at the news station, I would do some freelance side projects, but it was. Wasn't full time. It was just something to help make more money because that's why a lot of people do, yeah, you know, side projects and stuff. That was that was in Raleigh. You worked at a new station. Yeah, yeah, in Raleigh. What did you do there? Did you do you worked camera stuff or you? Did? Yeah, it was. I mean, my title was a production assistant, but actually did a lot more than you would think. Um, one of them was uh, at this station. They the scripts for the anchors, the news anchors. Uh, we would have to mark the scripts. So, like, if the news anchor need to move to a specific spot in the studio or if they need to know what camera to look at, um, we would write it huge on this piece of paper so they would know before they would um, actually look at the script. Um, another thing I did was like TV graphic design. Um, I mean, it sounds complicated, but it's more of a plug and play. <laughs> you just find the picture mm-hmm. and then you know do the graphic. Um, I personally, if there was something I'd didn't know how to do their way, which I don't know if this is, I'm supposed to say this or not, but it really doesn't matter, <laughs> I guess. If I didn't know how to do something their way, I would um, just do it the way that I know how to do it because I know how to do after, like use After Effects and stuff like that. Um, and then the last thing I would do was control the cameras, which when I say control the cameras, it was at the time, I think it's different now, but at the time it was four robotics, like robotic cameras um, in the studio and you would sit at a desk with two little joysticks and <laughs> one joystick would like move it for like, uh, I guess truck would be the correct term. Mm-hmm. Uh, truck it moved like up and uh, forward and backwards, left and right. And then the other one would control like the pan and tilt and all that kind of stuff. And so you would 
you know, select what camera you want to move, you would move it. I mean, and they had like preset locations and stuff like that too. Um, but another cool thing was this new studio, the main studio was in Durham, but they also have a new studio in Raleigh and you can, you could control the cameras in Raleigh from Durham. Oh, which whoa. is kind of weird if you think about it. Cause it's like, yeah. I don't know what kind of radio tower or whatever is needed. Um, but yeah. it was kind of cool. But anyway, long story short, I felt like the news industry, the broadcast industry, it was, uh, preventing me to be as like creative as I know that I am. Mm-hmm. And my my supervisor even said the same thing. Um, just within that industry, it's it's like, it's kind of like the set standard. It has to be done this way. Maybe a little bit of variation, but even then it's not that you can't really use your creativity as much. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, like, I love everyone that worked there. I love, like, even though I was part-time because it, it was an ABC station, um, which I guess now you know what station it is if it's in Raleigh. I mean, the the cool thing was because ABC is owned by Disney, didn't matter if you were part-time or full-time or on salary, whatever it was, uh, every six months you got free tickets to Disney World. And so Whoa. I definitely utilized that. I gave them as a gift to my brother and his daughter one time. I heard they just um, raised the prices at, at Disney yeah, World. Yeah, so which like, is crazy. I mean, cause <laughs> yeah. I remember going there. If you want a good perk, apply at ABC. <laughs> we we went there like two or three years ago and just to park, it was like 25 or $30. And I was just like, man, oh, that's crazy. Wild. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I just took the leap of faith and went into the freelance world. It definitely has its ups and downs. Um, and like even now, I sometimes consider, uh, you know, if someone were to offer me a full-time position, obviously where I could, you know, use my creativity, I still like battle back and forth, you know, would I want to do it? Mm-hmm. Um, it's easy to say yes because of the money, but, you know, it just, it just depends what it is. Yeah, because, you know, we're friends, so we've talked about this before, but like, I mean it. I mean this when I say this, that like you are super talented with what you do because Thanks. you like, I feel like you specialize in like a different, like everybody that does video work and stuff like that and freelances, they do stuff for companies and they stick to like one or two like themes. And I think that you like have really thought outside the box and, you know, with like the time-lapse stuff and just the way that you film your videos, they're just so different. Like I could look at it, like I'm not going to call a company out, but I saw like (laughs) that page that one day, the coffee shop Mm -hmm. shared a video and I could just, I saw it and they didn't tag you. I saw it and I was like, that's definitely a Relly video. And the fact that there's like a, a theme behind your video that's recognizable yeah. is like so inspiring to me because I'm looking for that for myself. Well, you know which is I mean? funny because like I personally feel, and I mean, I know this happens all the time. Like if you think of, uh, let's use YouTube, for example, in the video world, a lot of people know who P- Peter McKinnon is. Um, and you hear people say like, oh, I love his style, blah, blah, blah. But then... Peter will also mention in his own videos that, you know, he feels like he still needs to improve and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which, um, I, I mean, I, I just love that because, like, you always want to learn. Um, and I think that, like, so far, at least in the Raleigh area, you and another guy, um, another photographer, have told me the the same thing. Like, you know, I can tell, I can see, I, I know it's a Raleigh video when I see it. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's like, I told my wife, Abby, that that's like the biggest compliment um, that, I've received because like if you think about it it's almost like I mean you can watch a movie like if you think of movies if you watch a movie and you see it has a bunch of explosions and all this other kind of stuff first person you probably think of is Michael Bay mm-hmm. so like that's a Michael Bay movie everybody knows that kind of thing and so like to just to have someone recognize that for something that I made especially in 
Raleigh, which, I mean, Raleigh isn't the biggest city, but it's still, I don't know how many people, five, maybe that's too much. <laughs> I think Manhattan is 11, so that might be a <laughs> yeah, long way. Yeah. But either way, but, yeah, one million yeah, plus, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of like creative people here. There's a lot of videographers and photographers. Yeah. And, and yeah, like, like I said, man, to be able to point out and, and be like, yeah, that's a rally video. You know what I mean? Like I can tell just the way that you do your transitions and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So it's super dope. And I've, I've, I've wanted to get into like trying time lapses and stuff like that, but I also want to figure out how to put my own twist on it. Because yeah. if I just do a time lapse in more square, it's it's yeah. what you did. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So like I want to. It's something I've like played with and I've taken some time lapse and stuff like that. Um, but I haven't really like done anything with them because I'm still trying to figure out how to put my own little yeah twist and I, on. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned over the past. I mean two years, I guess, um, is that like, it's the concept of like, you know, anybody can get a camera and take a picture or take a video, but it, it matters how you edit it. Um, mm -hmm. People, sometimes sometimes people forget that the editing is just as important, if not more important than just going out and taking the video. And I think one of the, I mean, <laughs> I say it put me on the map in the Raleigh area, but um, I took a time lapse on, um, there's a bridge in Raleigh called the Boylan Bridge and it shows the entire Raleigh skyline. And Literally everybody and their mom takes pictures there. <laughs> yeah. um, but like I took a time lapse there. It was a sunrise time lapse. And I, and I like knew beforehand, you know, there's been plenty of these, I'm sure. But what I did was, uh, you know, I took this, a song from good old Epidemic Sound <laughs> and um, I manipulated the time lapse to, you know, go with the song. And that like, to me, that's what helped it stand out from mm -hmm. just everything that you see. And I feel like because of that, I'm always trying to look, at different ways to help uh, my videos or whatever it is stand out. And I mean, it's it's hard sometimes, but I mean, once you find that like moment, it's like the, the best thing, the best yeah. feeling in the world. Oh man. Um, there's a lot of times that I've gone out and, and to go back a little bit, that's the first post I saw of yours. Okay. Um, you posted that, I don't know, sometime last year. And this was last uh, year. Spencer January. is actually yeah. the one who showed it to me. Oh, Spencer was like, dude, there's this guy, really. He posted this <laughs> sick time lapse. And that's when I like followed you and started um, following along with your stuff. Yeah. Um, and to the point of editing, um, I feel like we're going a little deep, but um, there's been times that I've gone out and shot pictures and or some video and come home and, and, and in my head already been like, yeah, that kind of sucked. Uh, they kind of, uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like they yeah, were okay. Yeah. And then I put them in Lightroom and I crop it or uh, throw a preset over it just to look at it. And then I like see a potential in it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I shot that picture I posted with the Raleigh thing you were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, like I said, for this podcast, I'm going to put out graphics and stuff for that. And I don't have the funds to hire a graphic designer. And I went to school for architecture and I took a bunch of art classes. So I understand basic composition and stuff like that. And, um, so that was practice for those. Yeah. I've been like trying to practice for that. But I took that picture on that same bridge. And yeah. there was four people taking pictures on the bridge at the <laughs> same time I was up there. And it was so funny. But uh, to go back a little bit. So you worked in a new station and then um, you quit there already having a freelance job? Or yeah. You so um, it technically like you, I couldn't say already had a job. But it was more of a... Potential. I saw potential in it, and what it was, um, it was kind of funny. Like somebody just sent me a random DM on Instagram, and it was a food truck that was looking for a videographer, which is like my first thought was like kind of weird. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, and then I started talking to the owner, and what they wanted was pretty much a daily vlog. 
And mm. so there were, it was me and this other guy. Um, he was mainly doing the videos and I would edit them um, just because like they gave me a test run and I went out with them on the truck and filmed during the day. And I literally edited the video in two hours and sent it to him. And he was shocked because <laughs> he thought he was expecting like at least a day for yeah, sure. Yeah, a couple of days. But I was like, you know, I got to turn this around because I got, you know, I want to impress him and make sure that this is a good thing to like, we like start something good. Mm -hmm. um, and so I like, that's what I had in mind when I was leaving the news station. And at this time, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, all right, looks like I'm just getting jobs, you know, whenever I can kind of thing. Um, I didn't really take it. I, I mean, I took it seriously, but I didn't really like realize what I was getting myself into because I had never done freelance before. So it's like, you know, I didn't know all the, everything from like, like taxes about it and, and yeah. just like making sure you, you market yourself. Um, and that's a whole different <laughs> subject I don't even want to get into. Oh um, man. But like I had that and then, you know, I, I just got a new drone. I think it was right when the Mavic Air came out. And so I had a, a friend that's um, in real estate and, you know, I started taking pictures and stuff like that. So those were my two things that I had right before I left the news station. Um, now I'm not doing either of those, but uh, like that's when I knew for sure that I wanted to do, you know, jump into uh, freelance full time and mm -hmm. just kind of explore. And I mean, I personally feel like doing freelance work, it helps you uh, um, like just kind of learn different things. Yeah. Unless you're like specifically, like if you're specifically doing weddings and that's a different thing. Um, but like just doing all these different projects you're faced with a different challenge, hopefully. Um, I mean, sometimes you have different clients that want the exact same thing, but most of the time, somebody wants something that you may not have done before, but yeah. you're up for the challenge. So I feel like both of those um, styles, or not styles, but I feel like both of those um, jobs in freelance are like important because the repetition of the stuff that, when the, when the, when the client knows what they want and they have like, something that's just basic filming and editing. Um, that's super important because it built like the repetition builds um, your skill set, like yeah. speed. And I learned that from doing the vlog stuff with Johnny was um, where I, I didn't use a ton of like creative mindset or any of that. Um, editing this, the video, I only did eight with him or nine, but editing the video the same way every time um, Help me learn hotkeys and and just yeah. sped up my my workflow. And I've been Definitely. doing I've been doing subtitles for a comedian, and uh, that the first one I did I did a two and a half minute video. It took me six hours, wow. and I just knocked out a five minute video in like four hours. Yeah. So I mean, like it's the, that, it that, repetition, that repetition for yeah. sure. And also the point you made about um, oh, what'd you say? Oh, the turnaround time on the video. Uh, do you follow Rich? Rich Font. Uh, that name sounds familiar. He's a local um, freelance. I, I don't. I think. I think he uh, specifies himself as a freelance videographer. I don't know okay. if he works for a marketing company, but he just put out a video um, how to land freelance work in 2020. And one of his top points was um, turnaround time. I mean, he said it's, it's important. Honestly, yeah. He said he gave them um, like four or five videos. I think in like two days, and they were super impressed with that. So wow. yeah, that is that's also key. Um, so I do not, well, I, on Instagram, I just checked out who Rich Font was. 
Rich, if you ever listen to this, I'm following you right now. <laughs> yeah, Rich is awesome. We've been, I've been talking, me and Spencer have been talking to him um, for a while because Spencer Ryan is also um, a freelance videographer in the Raleigh area. And so is Rich. And they're two people. Spencer's a really good friend of ours. And um, Rich, I would consider a friend because we talk all the time yeah. on Instagram and stuff, but he's someone I haven't met in person yet. And he's another person I want to have on here. So like I said, the first couple episodes of this are going to be fairly heavy with videography. Yeah. Um, so if you're not into that, I guess I'm sorry, <laughs> but it will, it will, uh, I will have more diverse people because I want to have artists of all kinds, you know? So you've been doing freelance for two years now. Um, how's it been going? Are you getting consistent stuff or you're struggling to, I mean, if it, like, just to be honest, like there from, let's say October of 2019 till now, which it's February of 2020, it's been kind of like all over the place, if we're being honest. Um, yeah. Mainly because I had two um, big clients, or not big clients, but just two clients that decided to uh, end the contract that I had with them. Nothing bad. They just, for some reason, wanted to go a different direction. Mm -hmm. I personally didn't agree with their direction, not because it was me working with them, but just in general. I didn't care who it was, like making videos for them. I thought that it was doing. It was a good thing. Um, for example, one of the clients I pretty much built their Instagram profile from scratch. And then, oh, wow. I mean, it was steadily growing. I mean, not the fastest because it was a landscaping company, but I mean, <laughs> you can only yeah. do so much with that. But Right. And the fact that you're not a marketing agency, yeah. but you were yeah. still having consistent growth. Exactly. You know what I mean? With a little bit of marketing um, SEO and, yeah. and, and stuff like that, that could have really been good. And, and like there's, recently there's been some like, um, more of the, I guess, word of mouth where somebody will, like I did a video for a realtor and it was more of like a vlog style video. And I did that and the, they had an event and the person that hosted the event um, was from Charlotte and they loved like back to the turnaround thing. I did the, I finished the video. I would have, sidetrack, I would have done it in uh, a day, but uh, I did it all in 4K and I have a MacBook Air. So, I mean, it took a while for the- Mind blown when I found that out. <laughs> it took a while for the proxy files. Like I, I just left my computer like on overnight, which yeah, most people wouldn't recommend, but I, I did so, anyway. To anybody who doesn't know what proxy files are, when you edit in 4K footage, um, you can duplicate the files in a, in a lower resolution so your computer can handle um, processing them. So you can edit with a super low resolution and literally click a button and turn back on your 4K when you export. So it makes your, your, your workflow, your editing workflow a lot faster because your computer doesn't have to process the 4K. It makes a subfile. So especially <laughs> on a MacBook Air, which I couldn't believe. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, so it, it took me a day or two days and uh, which I mean relatively is still quick mm -hmm. and I sent them the video and then the 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 host or speaker or whatever from Charlotte he saw the video and literally the next day called me or yeah got my number from the realtor called me and asked if I could come down to Charlotte to shoot um, their event that they're having and I'm thinking like okay whatever let's do it and I get down there first of all there it was two two events and it it led to the first event was at Fleming's, which if you don't know what Fleming's is, it's pretty much a fancy uh, restaurant, I mean, to put it short. In Charlotte? In Charlotte, yeah. Okay. They have one, I think there's one in Raleigh also, but it's just like a fancy uh, wine and dine kind of restaurant. Um, so I went there, filmed the event. It was about 60 people there. And they're like, 
you know, that's cool. They set me up. The good thing was they set me up with a, a hotel. It was right downtown Charlotte. Oh, wow. Right across the street from NASCAR Hall of Fame and all that kind of stuff. Um, but the next day, they were like... What'd you, you know, do after that five minutes? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I'm just kidding. NASCAR fans. <laughs> um, the the next day, there, you know, was the, the main event. So I'm like, you know, it's at the Charlotte Convention Center. And I'm thinking, you know, I've done an event before and stuff like that. We get to the ballroom, and I'm not even kidding. If you take like, it was about as long, like as long as <laughs> it seemed like a football field. It's probably an exaggeration. If I had to guess, maybe sixty-ish uh, yards, mm-hmm. and then it was about as wide as two football fields. It was a ballroom, and so it was it was huge. Like it was the biggest. I just didn't expect it, and it ended up being seven to eight hundred people there. And I'm like, man, this is crazy because for me that was the biggest event I've ever done. Yeah. Um, and so like you know just word of mouth and like that's how I've I got to that point and the funny thing is is I I did the video for that realtor because a different realtor saw me in a coffee shop working on whatever video I don't even know what it was mm. um he was just like I think he was he said he was walking to the bathroom and saw that I had Adobe Premiere up and then when he came out that's when he asked me you know if I had videos and he followed me on Instagram we connected and then um that his friend, his other realtor friend reached out to me. And I mean, that's how that all started. And so like word of mouth has helped a lot. Um, but I also know I can't depend on that because, yeah. um, I mean, it's just not. Unless it's the right person. Well, yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm hoping that this realtor, um, I'm hoping that they will continue to want to work together. Mm-hmm. Um, mainly because they, they, they live or they own a house both in Raleigh and somewhere in California that I know. I think they own it. Either way, they're always back and forth between North Carolina and California. And so I'm thinking that, like, you know, if it helps them and they continue to grow, then maybe I'll be able to go with them to California to whatever event or whatever they're doing. Um, Because my personal goal is to make videos for brands and um, travel either while doing it or travel for whatever company and make videos. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't want to be like, your typical travel filmmaker like you see on YouTube and stuff like that. But I just think it'd be cool because I love to travel and I just love, I mean, making videos. and Yeah, and to get paid for it. Oh, well, yeah, exactly. And be able to go travel and get paid for it. Exactly. It'd be so sick. I mean, because like the the last Instagram post that I put up was, um, it had a Rubik's Cube in it. And like I saw that, you know, the official Rubik's Cube, whatever, liked it and everything. I was just like, Man, maybe one day. You should um, partner with that dude that does portraits. I know. I, actually, you know, I follow him on Instagram and like- That guy's wild. One day, and it's funny because like, I know he's not the only one that does portraits, but like he just got that that boost. I think he said like he he did one of The Rock and yeah. The Rock shared it. And then of course The Rock and Kevin Hart have this like go like back and forth relationship. So yeah. it's like, you know, that gave him a huge boost. And now he's like probably the m- most popular Rubik's Cube portrait person or whatever um and so like i personally want to do one one day just because you know i know how but it's just like yeah rubik's cubes are expensive if you add it up oh my gosh is he the same guy that did the one of uh mkbhd yeah yeah yeah. okay because i i get i guess i don't follow him close enough to know how many guys there are that do that yeah i mean i guess there's a bunch i just started googling and there's there's actually a, a quite a bit like i mean there's softwares you can use you can just take a regular picture and it'll do it for you mm-hmm. um but I don't know. It's it's just cool. Like I, I would love to do 
work for like that and get paid, obviously, or even be an ambassador of some sort. Yeah. But I mean, I know the ambassadors are different. Like some get paid, some don't. Just mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so that's I mean, that's just my goal. Um, like if 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 someone were to offer me a full time job that pretty much met that criteria or or something like close to it, then I probably would take it. Like yeah. I mean, obviously, I would you know look and make sure I, I agree with everything or whatever. But um, I'll probably take it for sure. That's awesome. I saw a debate on uh, Twitter yesterday. Did you see the? Are you on Twitter that much? I am. Kind I will, of, right? Well, I, I have these phases where I'll be on it a lot, and then I kind of just phase out and I just read everything instead of like yeah. actually replying. But yeah, Twitter is my favorite. Um, I saw a debate yesterday because Gary Vee was hiring somebody. Oh wow! They were. He was. He posted a thing like. Do you know TikTok? Do you know Instagram? Do you know how to cut videos quickly? This and that. Uh, salary thirty two k a year, <laughs> and um, there was a lot of people like arguing. Like, first of all, I understand where they're coming from. They were saying that like thirty two thousand dollars a year in twenty twenty in New York City oh, yeah. is not even enough to live yeah. a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, now, granted, you don't have to live in Manhattan. You could live on the outskirts, but yeah. that's still not a lot of money. But the argument was is like they're not looking for us. Yeah. They're looking for like the the 18, 19 year old kid from a small town in Alabama who wants to like <laughs> go to New York yeah. and work for Gary Vee, you know? Yeah. Um, I feel like that was kind of random. I don't know what what made me think of that. But uh I don't know. It, it's funny because like I had someone all the freelance. I had someone tell me it, I was in Sir Walter Coffee, which is a coffee shop in Raleigh. Someone told me that like um like he asked me how old I was and then he said, like I told him I'm 28 right now. And he said that I missed the cut for, you know, getting into these bigger corporate jobs. And I like for me, I mean, I, it kind of hurt when he said that. But at the same time, I like will 100% sit here and tell you that I do not believe that. Like, no, not at all. Just because like, I mean, yes, people are, you know, you get fresh out of college and they want those those young people that are are, you know, open-minded and all that, but that doesn't mean that like someone in their um, higher 20s or upper 20s or whatever, or even like late 30s or whatever, I mean, doesn't mean that they aren't just as creative, if not more. Right. Um, and so like, it was it was just weird. And I know that like a lot of people probably think that, um, but I also think that comes from an area of like, you know, the, the people that, you know, you get your job and you, you feel like you can't leave or mm-hmm. you can't change your career or whatever. Right. Yeah, and to, I guess to touch back on the Gary Vee thing, because I feel like I might have contradicted myself by agreeing with you right there, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like he's not looking for a 28-year-old. If yeah. a 28-year-old applies, that wants that job yeah. for sure. But that 32K a year starting salary, yeah. he's looking for the dude that's out of college. That's, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So where I, I completely agree with you that like 28, 30, 35 yeah, yeah. is not too old to get into that industry. Yeah. Um I don't think that's who he was looking for in yeah, that yeah. post. And uh not to say he was like singling out younger people, but like he's not looking for a dude that's like ready to settle down and buy a house and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Like he's looking for the kid that that wants that that Gary V hustle. Yeah. I mean he might even like and I, I agree with that because it's easier for some people to make that move. Like obviously if Dude, you, we're both married. Imagine yeah. telling your wife you're moving to New York City to make $30,000 a year to work for Gary Vee. And you're going to work me. 80 hours a week. Right. It just doesn't, like, that's not a conversation we would have. Yeah, I mean, if I was fresh out of high school even, I'd, you know, apply for sure. But, oh, for sure. But I don't know. It's just, it's just, it depends on your circumstance. Yeah. But yeah, I think the dude who said that in the coffee shop is, is wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I wonder. I, I wonder what thought process he was having when he I decided. Know. To I, I know he was knock you down. He was definitely <laughs> older than me. What a dick. <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely like in his thirties at least. But that's I don't know. two years older than you. Yeah, what is he I mean, talking about? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, let's go back a little bit more. So you're freelancing. Um, when did you? Did you go to college for camera film and stuff like that? I went to college for, my major is broadcast media um, Mm -hmm. with a focus in video. And then I got a minor in outdoor leadership, which that sounds confusing. It's just like using outdoor recreation as like a tool for therapy or facilitation for groups or stuff like that. That's awesome. A lot of people think of like summer camps and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, because you did the summer camp. Yes, I did. Summer camp. It was uh, like a a Christian camp? Yeah, it was a Christian camp and... uh, I was a counselor for a year and a half, and then... Um, and now you're too old. <laughs> I mean, technically not. But, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I was a counselor for a year and a half, and then I got thrown into the video role just because the, the current videographer like broke his arm or something um, like the last week of camp, um, which is a guy I fully respect. Like He's out there making short films. Like If he ends up in Hollywood, I wouldn't be surprised. Does he live here? No, he lives in South Carolina. I think oh. Spartanburg. I can't remember. Maybe Spartanburg or Greenville. I don't know. Um, but anyway, I did the summer camp thing for a while. And then um, I did videos there, which is what led me to becoming a super, super fast editor. Because it was, I mean, the average schedule was you wake up, um, Monday morning you wake up around 8, whatever, film everything. You have about two hours to edit between 4 and Five, well, maybe 3.30, uh, 5.30, and then you show the video that night. And so it was Whoa. like, you did that five days a week for eight weeks out of the summer. <laughs> and it was, man, it was stressful. Because, I mean... And you did that on a MacBook Air also? No. <laughs> oh. I mean, it was an older MacBook Pro, I think. Oh, okay. Um, but even then, I know at one point I did use my MacBook Air, but I can't remember exactly what. Um, but, I mean, it just it just taught me to, like, edit wherever. I mean... Really, because like the I didn't have like a specific room. I mean, it was I, I did have a room for editing, but at the same time, it was in the same area as like the dining hall. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like you know, I'm I'm sitting there, I have headphones in, and then you have kids below me that are like you know screaming camp songs and like doing all these yeah. other stuff or whatever um, while they're waiting in line. So like I I just learned to just kind of just zone in more on what I'm doing. Um, I mean, I'm also one of those which, I mean, Abby calls me weird for this, I would study in college with music playing in my ears. Not like classical music, like I'm talking like... Yeah, I do know. the same thing. Yeah, so I mean, it, I know it differs for, you know, it's a, for a personal preference. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I like just that whole camp experience as far as the video goes, uh, it just led me to think, like, think quickly how to solve problems if, you know, a video is not working or if I need to edit a certain style. It taught me how to make my own templates, um, how to dissect other templates and, you know, um, make it work for me. Because, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, I like templates, but at the same time, it doesn't work for everything. Right. Um, and Especially I, with your style. Yeah, and I just view them as a way to get going towards what you need to. Um, and like, for example, one of the popular YouTube things was to... Um, or the YouTube transitions where you have the mirror transitions where it slides and all that kind of stuff. Like I, I downloaded the preset and then I reverse engineered it because I wouldn't know how to do it mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to tweak it my own way if I needed to ever use it. Um, and so I just, I, that whole, I know I'm kind of going on a tangent, but that whole like summer camp thing 
just led me to kind of open up the box. And then when I left that area, um, that's when like, like I knew who, this was probably 2016, 17. I knew who Casey Neistat was, but I like I was in a position where I wasn't watching YouTube videos really. Yeah. Um, but one of my one of the guys that worked there with me, he also did video. Um, he would talk about Casey Neistat. I'm like, oh yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. And then once I left camp, I actually l- sat there and watched. I didn't watch all of his vlogs or anything, but I just kind of caught up to where I knew enough about him. Um, and then that led to Peter McKinnon, and I was just like, you know, this is like a whole world of <laughs> things that I didn't yeah. really um, know. And then because of that, like. I you know I watched a couple of Peter McKinnon tutorials and then uh, would watch tutorials from whoever and that's what led me to I guess like defining my style mm-hmm. um, because uh, I remember watching the Peter McKinnon tutorial of how to do a time lapse and I was like man that is a better way to do a time lapse takes longer but it's the like more professional way um, and then that's what like I don't know I just. I would take whatever was in the tutorial and then just kind of l- try to learn as much as I can just on my own, just yeah. taking in. Because, uh, like, that's what, in my opinion, that's what this whole community, it doesn't matter what. I know we're talking about video stuff specifically, but whatever you're you're talking about, like my wife, for example, um, she started a Bookstagram account, which if you didn't know that was a thing, it's a thing. I did um, It's a world <laughs> of, like, where people just read books and give reviews and stuff like that. Um, and so, like, there's all these reviews Sorry. I've been looking at the clock knowing it's going to go off. <laughs> um, I forgot to take the batteries out of it. It's We're going good. like on 35 minutes. Okay. Um, which I don't care. I it mean, can, you, you can... It can be as long as... I know you're going to cut and choose whatever you want to do, so it doesn't really matter to me. I'm going to keep most of this. Like, I'll cut out the little parts, yeah, yeah. but like, I'm going to keep most of this gotcha. because I'm a... Not to segue off of your topic, but I'm a big... Um, like when I find something I like, I like to go back. Yeah. So like there's a lot of people that would be like, this is your first episode. It should not be an hour. It shouldn't be 45 <laughs> minutes because no one's going to listen to the whole thing. Yeah. But 50 episodes in, when somebody finds this and they love it, yeah. they could go back and watch 50 hours or yeah. listen to 50 hours worth of people. <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's the hope because that's the type of person I am. So that's what I want to do. Yeah. Anyway, um, so Abby started a- Oh yeah, she Bookstagram. started a Bookstagram account just because she loves to read and- um, I mean, she started in October and she's not like, she wasn't like doing it to gain followers, but she was just doing it just because she wanted to tell people that she read books and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And then, I mean, now she's on the brink of a thousand followers and this is, Whoa. I mean, she doesn't sit there and like, you know, tell people to follow me or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, she just posts a video or posts a picture and re- like gives her honest opinion about it. And I mean, I guess just over time, people just follow her and yeah, do whatever. I mean, when you build a trust in somebody, you know what I mean? Like people probably trust her opinion. If yeah. she gives a review on a book and then someone reads it and they agree with what she said, yeah, then that's a, that's a trust thing. And that goes back to like, so there's two things um, I don't want to forget. Um, one is um, I had a I had a conversation with Spencer where I said because um, I started vlogging and I wanted to um, figure out other things to do. You know what I mean? My idea was if I get better in front of the camera, then I can get better behind the camera. Yeah. And we were talking, he was like, you should do tutorials. And I was like, there's a million tutorials out there. And like mine are so like novice that I feel like no one's going to watch my stuff and, and, and listen to what I have to say about it. But 
and then I thought about that after we had that conversation and there is a trust. Like you could have the world's most famous photographer put out a tutorial and I'm still probably going to watch Peters over that guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Consistently. Um, So back to the uh, watching Casey and Peter, that kind of transitioned into my next question of like, what inspires you? What inspired you to develop your style? And you kind of said that it was watching their videos that made you realize. So that's, is, yeah. that, is that where your style and your idea for time lapses and, and all these like music themed videos started? Um, well, so I don't, I don't, I mean, obviously there's some sort of inspiration from Peter and Casey and, you know, the bigger names or whatever, but I wouldn't say that that's where it came from like fully. Um, I like uh, time lapse wise. I'll definitely say it's definitely uh, there's a guy named Matt Joes. I think that's how you say his name. It's M A T J O E Z, and he's like, I think he lives in London now. But he's like, he his YouTube channel is literally all about time lapses and hyperlapses. Mm. Um, and so, as far as like time lapse and hyperlapses go, the actual act of doing them, they d- definitely like inspired by him. Um, but as far as like just the actual editing part. I think, um, I don't know. Like it's, I I just love audio visual sync like synchronization or whatever. Yeah, and so like that's why, like pretty much all my videos will have that for sure. Um, yeah, because I mean psychologically, I think that when people watch videos, they that's what, like whether they realize it or not, it it like it's better than. It's like if you're sorry. This is like. I'm going all over the place. It's like if you were watching a video that cuts on beat and then you watch the same exact video, but it doesn't cut on beat, obviously you're going to notice. And I so was like, just going to say that too. Yeah. Your <laughs> videos don't all cut on beat. Yeah. It's like almost not unnoticeable, but it's, they're so clean. Yeah. It's not obvious. Yeah. Like I have to re, I had to rewatch your Rubik's Cube, your Rubik's Cube video like at least five times yeah. to, to watch each song you did individually. Because <laughs> yeah. I watched them and then it transitioned and I was like, Holy cow! And they're like, I was trying to figure out like the 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 sounds that you were cutting to. Yeah, and yeah. I, I can't even imagine. And how I, long did it take you to edit that? Surprisingly, not that long. Because my first thought was like, Man, once you masked it, everything yeah. was so like. Because what <laughs> I mean, it was like if you were to look at all the layers in After Effects, it's like a thousand plus layers. It's crazy, but it I, is. Yeah, because oh, I, I mean, because I had to duplicate each. Because uh, I would cut out each uh, square. Um, and so like I would have to duplicate it to use it again. Um, and so like the, if I had to guess, it probably took me four or five hours altogether. Oh, wow. Uh, which, I mean, that's not what I thought yeah, you were going to say. It didn't take me over a day for sure. Um, wow. and, uh, like I, I, which I, I mean, I should have been working on other stuff that actually made money, <laughs> but uh, I just, I wanted to enter the contest, um, cause it was for a contest and, I'm the type of person that I'm just like, I just want to get it done. Um, kind of, I mean, it's kind of sounds bad, but I just want to get it done and get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, which is funny because like I have three videos that I have not touched. And I, I filmed them in December, but I haven't touched them at all, but I need to. <laughs> um, yeah. But anyway, like it's like I took each square and then um, I like before I even had the idea, I listened to the songs because I like that's what it's, it's weird because like music usually motivates me or creates the ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time I'm browsing Epidemic Sound, which I use that because, you know, I want to be able to post it everywhere. I wish they had a mobile player. Yeah. <laughs> Epidemic. Well, I mean... <laughs> You're not listening, but <laughs> they if do. you hear this, please create like an iOS app for Epidemic because that would be so fire. That, that would be great. The 
I guess they use, you know, they want their artists to be able to put uh, everything on Spotify because I mean, all their stuff is on Spotify. I didn't know if you know that or not. Yeah, um, I know like uh, HD Bindo yeah. or whatever that that main mm-hmm. one of the main dudes yeah. um, that makes the songs for like the Peter McKinnon group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So him and Oi and all that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so like I I usually just browse whatever is on their website, and it's for me it's usually hip hop, future bass, maybe electronic pop or whatever. Um, but I usually just stick around those genres and because they're, they're usually like, you know, really heavy or um, they just, I don't know, they feel like motivating almost. Yeah. Um, and so I, I stick to those and then I think of an idea and most of the time it's like I'm sitting there listening. It I could be in a coffee shop or just sitting home and I'll see an object and I'm like, man, this would be really cool. Like I have this idea um, where... I'm going to have, like, I have a bunch of different socks, like different colors of socks. I made it one year to make sure I didn't have all white or all black socks. Like, I don't own a single pair of those. Um, of white or black socks? Like, oh, no, yeah. you got, yeah. Yeah, so, like, every single pair of socks, I was, yeah. Anyway, but I haven't, I, I was listening to a song, and I was, you know, putting on a pair of socks, and I thought of this idea, which I'll say this idea because it doesn't matter because I'm still going to do it, <laughs> um, is there's a song, and to the beat of the song, I'm going to, like, jump up and down, um, and it's gonna, my socks are gonna change. So like editing or not editing, uh, shooting wise, I'm just gonna have to put on each pair of sock, like one at a time, jump, and then go back, change my sock, jump, and then, you know, record myself, do that each time, yeah. and then just switch between each sock as it goes on. And to me that like, I just love when people, like I don't do it for the response from people mm-hmm. or the responses from people, but I do it more so to let people know that like this is what goes on in my mind and then that this is something that's capable. And obviously, you know, there's other Instagrammers, I guess, or video content creators rather um, that either make the same style or yeah. whatever. But there's just a lot of people, specifically in Raleigh, like we talked about earlier, everybody kind of has the same like, you know, video style to a degree. Um mm-hmm. And I feel like my style that I'm developing, because I feel like I'm still developing it, kind of helps stand out. But the hard part with that is specifically from a freelance perspective, not all people want that right now. Yeah. Because they think they have to kind of stick to this standard that's kind of been set in the marketing world, I guess. Yeah. Um, Because like the vlog style stuff is so popular right now. Yeah. Like the the Casey Neistat style. Yeah. Or his is a little more run and gun. But yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. And it's... It's it's weird because like I have this like this weird um, this battle I guess uh, where you have like the formal like take think of your like your big corporate formal commercials which you know you know most of the time it's actors if not all the time and you know everything's planned out which I'm not against planning out because I plan out all my videos um, but then like I'm trying to find that balance between like showing the actual realness and then like. Showing the actual realness, but also taking away the the cheesy, like, oh, we're going to smile whenever you bring our food to our table because we're always happy and when we come in a restaurant kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Um, so, which I know, I know people will disagree, but it is what it is in, in my mind right now. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's cool that, it's cool and important that you have like unique ideas too. Yeah, you know I mean? definitely. Because then you, you force, 
or not force, but you inspire other people like myself, and I'm sure I'm not the only one to to think outside the box. Yeah. Like every time I do a video downtown, I think of some way that I could like do something different. And like yeah. you and like Spencer and a couple other people always come to mind. Like, oh, that'd be cool if I did a time lapse, or that'd yeah. be cool if I did some like cinematic B roll, or like. Mm-hmm. And I know that's like the cliche stuff, but finding a way to put your own twist on it. Yeah, and the funny thing is, is like you know, you say that you find inspiration from other photographers or videographers mm-hmm. or whatever but like you don't really know who you're inspiring also because like man that I'm, is so true because like i'm sure that between me you and spencer for example we probably all draw inspiration from each other mm-hmm. whether we say it or not and oh yeah so like it's one of those weird but cool things and that's something i love about just the community of whatever you're in because you're, you're going to draw inspiration even if it's from somebody that's just starting, like they picked up a camera for the first time. Yeah. They might have an idea that you've never heard of and you're like, wow, this is crazy. And I don't know, this might sound weird by saying this, but even if you dislike someone's stuff that they put out, it's still, like dislike is still some form of inspiration to yeah. me. And it might not be called inspiration, but like if I watch something and I'm like, yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Like I'm never going to do that. So it inspired, not inspired, but it like, Turn me off to that, so yeah, like that helps, changed my style. Yeah, you know what I mean. You, like, it helps you develop your style. Yeah. For sure. So there's a there's there's inspiration all over. Like people that say like, oh, I'm not really inspired. Like I'm just not inspired right now. Um, I think that's like not limiting, but I think even in that, you, you're like you're inspired by so many things. To your point yeah. of like, you looked at a Rubik's cube and were like, oh, I want to learn it, but I also want to make a video yeah. with it. You know what I mean? And like I've I don't know if it's like the older I get or the more that I do these videos and the little stuff that I do, but like I I find myself looking at things and looking for like some sort of inspiration. Yeah. When I was studying architecture, I, I was reading um, Frank Gehry, who's like, he did the Sydney Opera House, mm-hmm. did uh, the, I think the Walt Disney Theater. I can't remember exactly what it's called. It's been a while. But if you've ever seen his buildings, they look super weird. And uh, his inspiration was uh, he saw a white rose floating in a pond in the back of his house. <laughs> and the Sydney Opera House is built like on the water. Yeah, so true. from the sky, it probably looks just like that pond. So I say that to say there's like inspiration in, in everything, whether you yeah. realize it or not. You just have to like recognize that you're seeing it. Yeah. You know what sure. I mean? Um, and that's what will ultimately help you stand out also. Yeah. I mean, think of which, I mean, everybody either love it or you hate it right now. Think of uh, Elon Musk and the whole Tesla truck thing. Oof. I mean, obviously the truck looks weird compared to your average day truck, but yeah. like you, if you just sit back and think, he, he kind of almost needed to do that. Mm-hmm. Not only for like a marketing standpoint, but like, I mean, you just need something different that's like gonna almost be a game changer. Yeah. Now, for all I know, it could be released and it could suck, but it's the the... The fa- probably not. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But <laughs> yeah, the, it's the act of like actually, uh, the act of actually trying. So I mean, because you're either going to just sit there or you're actually going to do something and try something. Yeah, and I, and I, I literally just had this realization like this second. But I listened to a three and a half hour interview with him uh, the other day. I I put YouTube on at work. Yeah. on my phone, and I just let it go sometimes. And I listened to a three and a half hour interview with him and his whole thought behind the Tesla truck was like, I'm going to put out a truck and why do people, why do, why do people buy pickup trucks? And they were like, oh, to tow things. And he's like, no, because it looks badass. <laughs> Everybody's always trying to make the most badass looking truck. Yeah. 
And he was like, so I sat with my team and I said, how do we put out a badass looking truck? And they came up with the design for the cyber truck. And at the end of the day, like it might not look like that appealing to some people. Yeah. But I heard all of the guys that there was like eight people interviewing him. Um, the, his brother was like, when I stood in front of that truck for the first time, it's intimidating. Like that thing is badass. I mean, I, I would probably agree. Like, I just know the first time I see one in person, especially if it's around here in Raleigh, it's going to be like, oh, dude, it's going to be crazy. There's so many Teslas in North Carolina. Yeah. Like in Michigan, there's not a lot. Oh, really? Which, wow. Yeah, which I don't know, random thought. But back to the point of like, he had an idea. Everyone makes trucks or all these companies make trucks. Yeah. He made a truck with his own style. Like he adapted his own thought process behind yeah. it and made the weirdest car we've seen in a long time. <laughs> but like he sold, I don't know, what was it? Like 150,000 of them opening day. Which is crazy. Like 150,000 people put $100 down. He raised $15 million just off pre-orders <laughs> because all you do is drop a hundred bucks in your pre-order. Yeah. Um, I guess continuing on the inspiration thing or or your goals. What are your what are your summer what are some of your goals for 2020? Like what did you I know you walked into the year yeah. with like the idea of kind of the Matt Diavella style trying yeah, those yeah. things, but like like what are, what what are you setting up in 2020 to have a successful 2021, so to speak? Um well so like there's there's some like goals that I have from the anything camera related, and then there's also just personal goals. Yeah. Um so like for example Abby and I want to, I mean, this is the typical goal, but we want to save more money and, you know, stuff like that. But then as far as like just speaking about the creative, my creative mind, um, from a social media perspective, I made a random goal of just maybe a thousand subscribers on YouTube. Mm -hmm. If it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, it's not going to hurt my feelings. Where are you at? Like 300 right now, right? Uh, it was like near 250 or something like that. Oh, okay. But I mean, I also don't post consistently and that's something yeah. that I also made a goal, which was to post one video a week, um, which, you know, I haven't been the best at it right now, but I mean, it's only February, so it's not like yeah. I failed or anything like that. Um, another goal was to collaborate with at least one person a month. This is considered a collaboration to yeah. me. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. This is and awesome. uh, just because that will help me... Um, branch out more. Mm -hmm. And I also want, like with that, I want to try to do it with people that I'm not comfortable with. So like, mm. or people I don't know rather. Yeah. Um, just because I, I want to, it just helps, helps me branch out. And yeah. Um, just this community within Raleigh. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think of, I know I had more, but I can't think of the, yeah. the rest of them. And my, like the 30 day challenge thing, like I still want to, you know, I want to document that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're not all like crazy or anything like that. Like, I mean, this month is, you know, I'm drinking water only or only drinking water, which hasn't been terrible. But at the same time, I mean, there's every now and then you'll eat something and you're like, man, water is just not going to do it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Have you done like the the seltzer or anything like no, that? No, just straight water. The, the only times I- Do you consider it cheating? Like Wegmans has like flavored seltzer water. So, it's not sweet. It's just like, but it's it's so good. Well, see, that's the thing that we were, I was discussing with Abby was like, what do, like, cause this, I mean, it's my thing. So it was like, I can yeah. make up my own rules. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. um, like one of them was accidentally, like, it was like the second day in, I was just sitting there eating a bowl of cereal and I was like, technically I'm drinking milk. So like, does this count? Did you or? finish the milk at the end? Probably, honestly, like, yeah, cause yeah. it was one of those things where I, I did it and then I didn't even realize. And then the, the other time was, um, everybody was kind of, we were kind of, we were at a church and, Everybody was getting 
you know, coffee and stuff like that. And I just went up there and got hot chocolate and I, I took like two or three sips and I was like, wait a second, hang on. And then, yeah. you know, um, when I first started, uh, cause I, I'm not as good at it right now, but when I started intermittent fasting, yeah. um, I did the same thing. Yeah. Like I would literally be like <laughs> chewing something and I'm like, <laughs> do I embarrass myself and spit this out right now to stick to my, uh, discipline yeah. or do I, and I spit it out for sure. Yeah. Cause and, it's like, it's like you're building a new habit. Yeah. I mean, you know it, I mean, it, you're it breaking, a, you're breaking a habit to build a new habit and yeah. it's, it's that you forget, you know what I mean? Cause you're not thinking about 24 seven. That's yeah. funny. And other things are like, you know, I want to run three miles a day or I want to like next month in March, um, we're going to try to stick to a vegetarian diet. Ooh. Don't want to do vegan because I, I just couldn't do it right now. Yeah. There's just no way. And I know I have plenty of friends. It's tough. Yeah. Me and um, Miranda did a, I, I, I uh, bounce between the word vegan and plant-based because mm-hmm. when, if you say vegan, people are like, your wallet is leather, <laughs> you know, so they kind of freak out. Um, me and Miranda did strictly a plant-based diet for five months when we first did it and we were super headstrong about it and mm-hmm. did really well. And we still try to stick to it. Like during the week for the most part, we do it. Yeah. It's tough to do the plant-based thing. Yeah. Because you have to read every label and you don't realize how much stuff, yeah. how much shit is in <laughs> stuff. I mean, you know for real, I mean? Like though, it's yeah. really, it's really crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, I mean, that, that's awesome. I'm gonna have a nice juicy burger like the last day of yeah. February. Yeah, but um, yeah, I just, what's the best burger place in the area? Ooh, that's hard. I heard Mojo's off Glenwood and Peace Street is good. That is good. Is also, yeah, Bad Daddy's. I think yeah. I heard that too. I went there that's, one time and good. got the black bean burger. Yeah, and it was like, yeah. I I mean that's that's rough because like <laughs> I feel like <laughs> burgers are so like I mean obviously it's your typical American go to meal but it's like. They're so, they could vary in so much, like yeah. so many different variables or whatever. I mean, it's like, like at Bad Daddy's, for example, there's a Sam I Am burger, which has an egg on it. Mm-hmm. Some people like eggs on burgers, some people don't. Some people like bacon, which, I mean, most people like bacon on their burger, but it just depends what you want. And like, yeah. I, like I've never just had like actual, just a regular cheeseburger from a, a restaurant. Oh, yeah. Uh, other than like, you know, fast food maybe, but I mean. Is Char Grill a Raleigh staple? Is that, I think so. I told somebody like a couple months ago that I'd never been there and they were like, oh, you're not from here, are you? I mean, <laughs> I was like, no. I mean, I'm not from here either, so. Oh, right. Cause Charleston, right? Yeah, Charleston, South Carolina. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So we're wrapping on like 55 minutes. So there's a couple last minute things that I kind of wanted to bring up. Go for it. Um, Instagram stories. Was that like Jesse Driftwood inspired? Totally. <laughs> um, yeah. So it was, it was. How do you feel about the fact that they disappear in 24 hours? So that is something that I will always. So I love it, first of all, which is, might sound weird to people because there's no, um, there's no like background, like constraint or whatever. I don't know if that makes any sense. So, like, take the example of Instagram taking away likes. They haven't done it for everybody, but my Instagram profile, I can't see how many likes somebody has. Really? Um, and so. Like, obviously, when you post a story, you can see how many people view your story, but that doesn't mean that they sat there and watched it. They could just sit there and tap through it for all you know. Um, but I think that the the stories disappearing is a good thing from a creative perspective because you can just create just to create. And if it disappears, mm. it's not like... You're not, you're not necessarily looking for that um, validation or that specific response from anybody. You're just doing it because you love it. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I view it every time. Granted, not all my stories are great. I know that. And like even the one I posted today, 
<laughs> it was I messed up so many times and it wasn't even yeah. Um it also only you know the mistakes though. Well, I mean, th- that's well, a hurdle to jump over in itself. That yeah, but this one you can definitely see the mistakes cuz oh. I, I rushed through it. Um, <laughs> if we're being honest. But like so doing these stories, it I mean, and for those listening, I guess I am talking to you who's listening. Um so like what I mean by the like doing the Instagram stories is like the you know more of a cinematic looking like actually record it with my camera versus my phone. It's not like a boomerang or a selfie or anything like that. And like some of these stories, it would be me walking my dog or it would be going to do whatever. Like today, we're going to go pick up Abby's car from Carvana. I've never done this before, so it's like I'm going to record. I thought they deliver. Well, they, they there's an option, but you can also pick it up and. It's like this vending machine, which is the weirdest thing. I see it. I and drive so, past it. It's yeah. off 440, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so like we're, we went to pick it up just for that, just just to see. I mean, because it's not that far either. Yeah. Um, but anyway, like so doing these stories, like it's helped me be more comfortable on camera. Because um, if you, like I saved all of my stories. And if you go look at the first one I did, which is two years ago at this point, and compare it to like any video that I do now where I have to talk in front of the camera, you can tell I'm totally more comf- more comfortable. Mm-hmm. I mean, I still have work to do. I feel like everybody always has work to do. I don't care how long you've been doing it. Um, but it's helped me just relate more to people. Like I have, I've had friends from high school that I haven't talked to in over 10 years or almost 10 years. And they'll like respond to my story and be like, oh, this is cool. You know, how did you do this? Or how's this person doing? Or blah, blah, blah. And so like what I've realized is like sharing this little minute to maybe two minute section of my life mm-hmm. um no matter how silly it may be it's helping relate like helping me relate to people whether i know them or not like the i think the coolest thing was <laughs> there's this guy that lives in india um and you know i'll post a story and he's like man how's whatever doing just because i talk about it in my story and so like to me it's like it's weird but it's cool at the same time he responded to your story yeah Oh, that's awesome. Um, or some people will respond and say, like, you know, if I have, if I ask a question or I need some advice with something, um, I mean, it's, they are willing to answer. Yeah. So like, that's one thing that I love. And I used to post it every day. I don't, I don't as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just because I've kind of like shifted to posting on more social platforms overall. So like YouTube, technically TikTok, but that's a, <laughs> that's a struggle in itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but like, I, like when I do, because I did it every day for a while, the followers that are already there, the people that like to watch them, um, they love, you know, when I do post it and, um, just from a marketing standpoint, because I use the same music every single time or same intro music, um, then, you know, I remember one time somebody's phone was sitting there and this, you know how, like, when you play a story, if you put your phone down, it just continues to play. Mm-hmm. Um, they literally told me that like they were in the kitchen or something like that. They were watching somebody's story. They got distracted, put their phone down. And then my little intro music came on and they knew it was my story. And so like they literally stopped what they were doing and watching it. And Sonic I was just branding. like, that's crazy. <laughs> um, I almost sent you a, 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 a screen recording. Yeah. Um, did you, do you watch Will Smith's vlogs? Not all of them, but I watched them every Will Smith other. used your video. Or used, I'm sorry. I was about to say, if you used <laughs> oh video, my that'd God. be crazy. No, Will Smith used your song. Oh, wow. So, like, it was funny because... Uh, In the Bad Boys video, he put out a... I need to watch it. A behind the scenes of the Bad Boys video. Yeah. And I was, to your point, I was sitting on the couch, dude, and I, I was, like, eating cereal or some shit. I don't yeah. remember. And I just, his video was playing, 
and I got distracted on something, probably yeah. social media. Yeah, yeah. And I heard that that little song, your yeah. song, dude. And yeah. I like it. It pulled me out of what I was doing, <laughs> and I like looked up and was like, "I thought your video was playing." Yeah. <laughs> and like that song is yours. Yeah, a hundred percent. And obviously, you know, for people that don't follow me, it's just some random song. Yeah. But like because of that, like uh, I introduced. Abby to Mr. Beast about a month ago, mm-hmm. um, and he he had one of the songs that, that that or not one of the songs that song playing in the background, and she was like, "That's your song," and I was like, "I mean, yeah. it's not technically, but I know what you mean, right?" But it is, <laughs> yeah, it is. So it's it's just cool. Um, and that's it, like a side like how to brand yourself kind of thing and repetition or whatever. But all that to say, I like I just love doing the Instagram stories because there's no. I'm not expecting a response and that doesn't gotcha. It doesn't make So that's me, the key to you? Yeah, it's is, like I I create without expecting a response. And like no I even that's, that's how I view um I try to view my YouTube videos the same way, which it's easy to get caught up in the views and all that kind of stuff, yeah. but like my 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 like thought process with that is like and you you hear a lot of people say this, if you're doing it for the views and all that, then you're doing it for the wrong reason. Um my thought process is like I just do it because I love it. I agree. I, I do the same thing. Yeah. I look at the views because I'm interested in seeing, I'm interested in learning the analytics. Yeah. Uh, Spencer actually taught me about like TubeBuddy. Yeah. Which is like the, yeah, yeah. Um, it helps you, because uh, at the end of the day, YouTube is a search engine. Yeah. Yeah. And he taught me about TubeBuddy and he was like, oh, you ever hear this? And I had put my, I'd put two vlogs or three vlogs up. And uh, my vlogs, I try to share like ideas or like some sort of like, I don't, okay. It's hard for me to explain. I create for myself. Yeah. I don't, I, I will, I try not to ever be the person that caters to an audience. You'll never see me ask, what do you guys want to see? What do you want to hear? Yeah. Give me topics on videos. Because where I think there's a place for that, because it can create inspiration. If somebody was like, hey, you should make a video about this, cool. But I'm never like gonna be the guy that asks because yeah. I just want the stuff to come to me. Yeah, definitely. So, um, damn, was, oh, so there is a way for me to like um, make my videos searchable because if I'm sharing my idea on creative burnout, I can, he yeah. taught me, He basically he taught me how to make my um, YouTube searchable. Yeah, and I, I feel like that's what you have to do. And it's, it's weird because like, like so I have a friend and I, I mean I love this guy. Um, I watched him grow up, kind of thing. He's early twenties. He's in college right now. Like he spent maybe the beginning of the year literally just asking me a bunch of camera questions. You know what camera should I do for this? Blah blah blah. I want to start a vlog, kind of thing. And so fast forward, he started a vlog. He's posted four or five, I think, once a week, and he's. Literally, I'm not even kidding, averaging around a thousand views, like legit views. Dang. Um, and partially probably because he goes to college and, you know, he has that, all those people or whatever. Yeah. And like Abby looked at me and um, because we watched one and I, I like, I actually enjoy him and everything. She looked at me and asked me if, if I was having a hard time seeing how many views he was getting because he just started. And mm. this guy, he, he told me that, like, you know, he loves any kind of video I make. Like, I inspired him, all this kind of stuff. And, I mean, outside of camera stuff, we're actually just genuinely good friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so she asked me if it made me kind of jealous or anything. And I just looked at her and I said, not from, like, I'm not jealous that he's getting more views or anything like that. Like, I'm actually proud of him. Yeah. But I'm more so like, 
I don't want to say angry at myself, but like wondering why I didn't take that opportunity when I was in college or, oh, you know, stuff right. like that. Because granted, this was, uh, let's see, this was six years ago now when I graduated from college. But, and so like YouTube was definitely different than, yeah. um, than it is now. But even then it's like, um, you know, why, it's almost like, why didn't I take action then? Um, yeah. Because like he's doing all his videos on his iPhone. Mm-hmm. I mean, so it's not like he, I, I told him from the get go, like, you don't need the greatest and latest gear because he was asking me about a drone and all that. And I was like, you don't really need it. But I mean, if you have it, sure, you know, use it. Right. Um, if it attributes to the video and makes yeah. it better. Yeah, definitely. Um, and so like that, like, that's when I knew, like when I, when she asked me that question and I was genuinely proud of him, um, like I knew that like, okay, my mind's probably in the right area as far as like when I actually post a video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um and then, I mean, because there's also like, and I have, I've caught myself jealous one time. I mean, everybody does at some point, but I've caught myself jealous recently, um, which is going to sound very contradicting, but uh, long story short, I had someone, they asked me if I could edit videos for them. They have like, you know, less than a hundred subs. And um, I edit the video for them. Literally in three days, it gets 900 something views. And I'm just like, what in the world? <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, like, you, like it makes you ask yourself, like, what are you doing wrong kind of yeah. thing. Um, but at, at the same time, it's like, I'd rather just stay true to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and if the views come, they come. If not, then it's not going to... It just makes you better. Yeah. And it's not going to prevent yeah. me from creating what I love to create. Because, um, I mean, I'm... Which, like, it's all about perspective, I, f- I feel like. Because, uh, like, on Instagram, for example, I'm sitting at... 2,000 something views or followers rather. Some people would view that as like really low, but mm-hmm. for other people, it's like, man, I can't wait to get 2,000 views kind of, or 2,000 followers, followers yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah I'm at like so 430. Like, so, I mean, it's like, it's <laughs> like just a, for, yeah, for me, like, I think it's different when you have something to offer in a sense of like a, a sales perspective. Like, like people that focus on followers and views, if you are selling a product, for sure. Yeah. Cool. If I'm just, me, the photographer slash videographer, and I'm experimenting and trying to find my style, then followers, and I mean this like with no disrespect to anybody, but followers don't mean anything to me. Yeah. I appreciate everybody that like follows and gives feedback because that's amazing. That's so cool. Oh, yeah. But I'm never going to be like, damn, why can't I get more followers? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't ever post anything with the intention of getting followers, except for something like this. Yeah. Because I think like the idea that I had for the city limits, I the thing, um, was with the intention of helping people get attention. Mm-hmm. So I guess that kind of contradicts what I'm saying, but I'm not, I don't, I'm not doing this specifically for myself. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I want, I think that art and, and the things that we do and people expressing their creativity is so important. Oh yeah. And when you live in a city like Raleigh and it's not New York or LA or Atlanta or Chicago and you don't feel like there's a lot of eyes on it, I want to be able to show the people that are here. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like you can go to New York City and get 5,000 people watching your videos or you can show the 5,000 people that want to see it in Raleigh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Exactly. I, I'm not sure if that made much sense. I mean, it made sense to me. I don't know, okay, cool. I don't know yeah, if it makes so, sense to everybody else. But. So yeah, that was the whole idea behind this. And this is this was at least two and a half years in the works, yeah. so to speak. Like I had the idea in, I said this in the first the first podcast, the first episode. Yeah. 
um, I had this idea in like late 2016, early 2017 when I lived in Michigan because nobody would collaborate with me there. Yeah, I was working on music at the time. I was trying to uh, do music videos and stuff and I would reach out to people and I'd either get left on red or they would like, they would ignore me and then go post on social media how they're the best in the city and <laughs> nobody's as good as them and nobody messes with them and this and that. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's where I was like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like there's people that want to meet with you. Like yeah. there was a dude who made beats in, in Grand Rapids in Michigan where I lived. And he, in my eyes, he was so good. Like the way he structured everything. And I reached out to him multiple times, like trying to just meet up. And I guess um, it's not like he had to, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact that he would complain about nobody being collaborative. And I'm like, bro, I'm, I'm reaching out to you twice, yeah. twice a month. You know what I mean? Let's do <laughs> yeah, yeah. So anyway. I mean, it just, I mean, why, I don't know if you follow YC Imaging. I think this is- Oh uh, yeah, I yeah. love that dude. <laughs> he uh, he, he actually, was one of the first YouTubers that I followed. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah um, he actually made a video recently talking about um, making a big move to the city. Because like, mm-hmm. I think he said from Virginia to Atlanta or something like yeah. that. And again, that's a sales thing. Yeah. So if you're like, if you're selling a product or you have a service that you're trying to make money for, it makes sense to me. He shot music videos for everybody that he could in yeah. Richmond, Virginia, in Charlottesville, Virginia, where he was from. Yeah. Um, so the fact that he could go to Atlanta and maybe double, triple, quadruple his income by doing more stuff, that makes sense. But if he moved to Atlanta because he wants Instagram followers, mm-hmm. that to me is just a little oh, yeah. different, you know? So there's a there's a there's a segment that I want to do on here um, that I thought would kind of be fun or funny, where I ask you I ask the person like three questions okay. and you got to give me like a sh- very short yes or no answer, <laughs> and then you're only allowed to expand on one question. Okay. So you're only allowed to like explain yourself on one question. And I literally thought of these as we were sitting here. Okay. Um, kind of talking about the Instagram story. So I'll ask you the three questions. You can give me yes or no, like one sentence answers, and okay. then you can go back and explain one. Um, are you ever satisfied with the videos you put up? No. You've never been satisfied? No. Okay. Um, do you feel like you have a lot to improve on still? Yes. And then what's a word of advice that you would give to somebody who's just starting and trying to do video stuff? That's a tough one. <laughs> I guess that doesn't really fit that yes or no thing. I would say keep going even when you feel like you suck. Mm. Okay, so is that the one you want to talk about? Wrap up on that? Or do you want to? Well, yeah, I'll talk about that one because that kind of ties into the never being satisfied one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so like- You just cheated the system. I did. On the I'm sorry. Question. I got <laughs> to lock this down. <laughs> um, so like- I. Obviously, when you start, um, you're going to like see, like it's just almost impossible. You're going to see somebody that makes something that's just so beautiful, or you know, if you're a photographer, someone takes this picture, and you're like, you know, how do I edit like that, or whatever, or mm-hmm. or something like that. But you have to realize that um, it takes time. Like it, it takes time to develop your style or or get to where whoever it is that you're looking at got to where they are. Um, Think about like, uh, I mean, since we were talking about YouTube earlier, I mean, I've heard Casey, Peter, and just other filmmakers say the same thing. Um, you know, Peter McKinnon didn't just start uh, making videos whenever he started posting YouTube videos. Yeah. It's been like, he's he said he's been doing it for like 
you know, five, 10 years before he even uploaded his first video. So it's like, it takes time to get better at something. I mean, same way with, if you look at it from a, like sports, um, you know, let's say you have a, a teenager that wants to be a football player or whatever. Obviously, you know, it, it takes time to, I mean, sports is kind of different because you have to, you know, you hit the weight room and stuff like that. But like, even so, you're still developing your strength. You're still developing your your technique and your skills or whatever mm-hmm. to make it to the professional level um, because you're, you're not just going to pick up a football or a baseball bat or whatever it is and then instantly be really good at it. Yeah. Some people are gifted, but that doesn't mean that they're automatically on professional level. Yeah. So, but I mean, even the gifted people sometimes don't realize. Well, yeah. they realize that, but they feel the same way that people that aren't as gifted feel. Yeah. And so like... Um, I think uh, something that I, I, I often think about, and he said he didn't coin the phrase or anything, but it's Stefan Coons, I think. I don't know his name. He's, he does a lot of calligraphy and stuff like that. Local um, here? No, he's oh. from Sweden or something. Like that. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Not that far. <laughs> um, but he, he has a, a phrase that he says, create something today, even if it sucks. Mm. And so like what I said kind of just translates to that, but he... Like I said, he said he didn't coin the phrase or anything like that. It's just what keeps him going. Um, and I mean, he literally just does, he showed a video and it was one of his early videos where he would walk down the street and, you know, most of the time, I don't know, I guess they're called marquee signs or something. I don't know. You see coffee shops with a little A-frame chalkboard outside. Oh, yeah. He went to some, I think it was a coffee shop, went inside and asked, like showed some of his work, asked if he could redo their sign for him because it was it was just like somebody just went out there and wrote something ra- random. Yeah. He did this like really, really cool sign. Um, and then of course, you know, that spread around like people asking, you know, who did your sign kind of thing. And long story short, he ended up, last I saw, did a like in the subway uh, system or whatever in I think Sweden. I don't know if he's from Sweden. It's somewhere in Europe. Yeah. Um, he did an ad or did a thing for Coca-Cola. And I was just like, oh, wow. that is insane. Yeah. And so like, I mean, I'm not saying that, like, you know, keep going because you'll end up getting corporate, you know, gigs and stuff like that. But like, just keep going because that's the only way you're going to improve. Because I mean, if you just, yeah, yeah, if you sit there and you, you watch something and you're like, I'll never be able to do that, you're more likely to just give up and then um, not do anything about it and then end up regretting not doing something later on. Yeah. It took me months to pick up my camera and actually start vlogging. Yeah. Because of, and I mean, you touched on this video. I don't want to dive into a whole nother section. Um, we'll link all your stuff so people can watch it. But my favorite video from you is the insecurities video. Yeah. Because one, it was like, it was so, it's so you. You know what I mean? Like you can't get any more like raw and authentic than like that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it took me, it took me a really long time to like, get comfortable with myself enough to like film myself yeah. and be able to edit. Like it's one thing to <laughs> walk down the street. It's another thing to go home and like spend three hours looking at your own face, editing a vlog. Yeah, and hearing yourself too. <laughs> and hearing yourself. Yeah. And like even listening to myself on this episode right now, like a year ago, this would have been so weird and I would have been so critical. And like, yeah. I'm so comfortable sitting here having a conversation with you right now that yeah. it's like, there was just a switch that flipped for me and I don't yeah. know what it was. Um, but one day I like, and I still have moments where like I'll record something and I'm like, ah, damn, you know, my <laughs> face looks round as hell or yeah, like yeah. something weird. But like, I don't know, there was just a switch that flipped one day for me that I was like, I, yeah, I'm just going to make it. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm just going to put a video out, even if it's like, like done is better than perfect, that whole yeah, thing. Yeah. I did that for 
a while. And like, I, I know like the last couple of weeks have been weird for my videos, but uh, like I put 18 out. Yeah. And I then put, I, I put mean, like 16, no, 12 straight videos, 12 straight weeks, like three and a half months straight, I think. Yeah. I mean, it's, that reminds me of uh, Roberto Blake, his whole concept of you make a hundred sucky videos or whatever. Yeah. And then, which I mean, if you go on my YouTube, there's a bunch of vlogs like before I actually polish my videos a little more and they're crazy. I mean, yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not good, but. He's one of the only people online that, um, and I don't say this in a negative way. I, tr I, I, I don't mean this in a negative way, I should say. He's one of the only people online that like, that triggers my emotions sometimes. Yeah. Like he'll tweet something and I like, I totally don't agree with it in the moment. Yeah. And like, I want to respond, but I'm not that guy to like start an argument because I feel like it's hard to debate with people over like text because oh, yeah, I feel like conversation like this shows emotion. Like I, a facial expression can change yeah. the way something is said. So I don't do that. And then like, I'll sit and I'll like read some of other people's thoughts and it just gives me a different perspective or I'll think about what he said. Like, and I'll be like, I mean, he's right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whether it offended me or, <laughs> um, I don't, I didn't agree with it. Like it still made me think. And that's one thing that like I've developed over the last couple of years is like being able to like hear something and, and just try to take time to process it before yeah. speaking. Because when you speak quickly and you speak off emotions, you either say things you don't mean, or you just say like the first thought that comes to your head, which, which is, is like what's wrong. wrong with a lot of things <laughs> yeah, exactly. in our country, I guess. Oh man. Um, so yeah, we're at like an hour 20, man. Hey, um, I don't know. I figured I would keep these between like half hour and an hour typically. Yeah. Um, this one kind of just went, went long, but, hey, but I, I mean, love it. We had a good like combo. I learned a lot of things. Like you um, said, like I said, if you cut something out, just do it. Yeah. I probably won't because I think it was all kind of cool. I think one of my moments of like realization too, back to that point quick, um, was when I first moved here, I was very like, I was like, I'm going to find the community, the photo, video, creative community. Yeah. And I'm going to like figure out how to like meet these people and be a part of it. And I was like yeah. super excited about that. And I was reaching out to a bunch of people and like, I'm, I'm new to the area. I would love to like meet up. I love your stuff. And like a couple months ago, like two months ago, I had the first person do that to me. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that was such a cool, but weird feeling. Like yeah. it wasn't like, it wasn't like an ego boost or anything, but I was like, I told Miranda, um, I was like, it's weird to, I've always been the guy who is like admiring other people's stuff. Yeah. And to know that like, there was someone that reached out to me that was like, man, I really love your stuff. I would love to meet up. I was yeah. like, man, that was a cool, like somebody I didn't know. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Someone followed me and then, and then DM me and I looked at their profile and they're from here and they make videos and stuff. And I was like, man, that was so cool to know that like some of the stuff that I do that I might not be satisfied with. Yeah like inspired someone else to like make their own stuff or, or, or reach out. And yeah, I thought that was so cool. It's the weirdest and coolest feeling at the same yeah. time. Cause you know what I mean? You think like, and again, I don't mean this like weird, but like, I'm like, who am I? You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm still trying to figure shit out myself. Yeah, exactly. And for somebody else to be like, to think I have it figured out um, was weird, but it was really cool. So I'm, yeah, we're meeting up. I'm going to, I'm going to end up interviewing them for this Yeah, because I, I want to, I'm probably going to do this once a week. But uh, yeah, um, do you have anything, any questions for me? Anything for me? I don't know. I feel like we... I don't know. Like, thanks for having me on the podcast. That's all Dude, I can say. Dude, you're, you're the first episode. You're the first interview. Well, I definitely... And I appreciate it so much. And I, I mean that because yeah, yeah. like I said, man, I've had this idea for so long and like I've, I'm also very 
I'm a very patient person. Mm-hmm. So where everybody like, I feel like people start things without like all their ideas in thought out. Yeah. And I've thought this out like long and hard. I'm about to put the first episode out next weekend and I'm still changing the website around. So I mean, like, I, I don't have everything figured out, but yeah. I know like what I'm walking into when I put this stuff out. And I feel like sometimes people start things without thinking it through and then it fails after two two episodes, two weeks. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know what's going to be funny is like, you know, like say sometime in the future and you're at a point where it's like, you're you're like, these are more polished, I guess. Yeah. Um, and we Oof. like, and like I come back and like join on, on another episode. Yeah. Oh, we're doing it's going to be again. completely different than yeah. like if I sit there and like, like if, the, if, if and when that, well actually when that happens, I'm going to make sure I listen to this before I come in. Oh yeah. So I can talk about how different it is. Yeah. I, uh, I want to have this a little more structured. The fact that I knew you and I, f- I knew like enough about you to just walk into a conversation. Yeah. Um, I didn't have it as structured. I have like a list of questions that I had um, created like 10 minutes before you got here. <laughs> like, where'd you grow up? Have you always been into? What inspires yeah, yeah, you? Yeah. Are you satisfied? But um, the fact that, yeah, I think when I interview people that I've never met, I'll have to really structure it. Because oh, yeah. my idea is like, there's a, there's a girl that I want to interview for this that I haven't even reached out to. She's a graphic designer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like, I was talking to Miranda last night and I don't even know why I'm putting this on here, but like, <laughs> I don't want to come across as weird to people because yeah, it's like, I mean, I'm not a journalist. I'm not like, I'm a guy who's like, you can't even look the website up right now. <laughs> At the moment of recording this, like if I reached out to her and I was like, hey, I'm starting a podcast, can I interview? And then to have her or whoever come on and like, I looked her up on Google and I found like her LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. now I have like four or five questions that I can ask her about her job and to have her sit down and be like, hey, so how's your job? And like, <laughs> I don't, I'm trying to figure out how to, ask those questions without making it weird. And I think yeah. I just have to preface like, hey, I did a little bit of research just so we have some topics to talk about. Yeah. Um, or you just go on the fly, like ask yeah. her what she does, even though you already know. <laughs> yeah. Just to have like the the dialogue, I guess. But yeah, this is, uh, I'm keeping all of this in because it's part of the process and I think that's cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To be able to look back on this episode and, yeah. and the fact that I haven't even published the website yet, it'll be cool to look back on this in a year. Definitely. And uh see all of the people that I've hopefully given a platform to feel like they can be seen. Cause that's the yeah. whole goal behind this is oh, like yeah. to draw the attention to this and be able to have people like yourself on that can, uh, and it'd be cool. I want to just keep everything so local. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I want to do this here and then be able to like go to Charlotte and do a city limits Charlotte mm-hmm. and then go up to, well, I guess Charlotte's a bigger city, but go to the smaller cities and like yeah. just have open people's eyes to like, there's people here that yeah. want to yeah. see what you have. You don't have to go to New York. You don't have to go to LA and go to what people think is oversaturated. I want to yeah. saturate this. So I say that to say, uh, this is uh, this is awesome, dude. Oh yeah. Thank you again. Can't, for, I can't wait for the next one already. <laughs> yeah, I know. And we can even start our own little thing, man. Like just- I mean, it'd hey. be cool to just shoot the shit and like record a, <laughs> record episodes. So, um, let everyone know, I guess, where to where to find your stuff. I think that's what you're supposed to do at the end of these, right? Yes. Yeah, Give sure. the handles: <laughs> Instagram, Twitter. So everything is Relly Moore, and that's at Relly Moore altogether, no periods or underscores or whatever. So it's just Relly is R E L L Y M O O R E R, and it's like that for everything. YouTube, like, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, the whole Twitter, nine. TikTok, 
And if you're LinkedIn, TikTok, even yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with TikTok. Anyway, if you're a, a local business and you happen to listen to this, Relly makes a different style of video that will definitely benefit your business. So um, that's kind of random, but I mean, I'm specifically trying to figure out or find businesses businesses that are interested in Instagram stories. Honestly, I think it's the most yeah. fun. That's awesome. Cool. Thank you, man. Yeah, Appreciate thanks. you.